0: so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend
1: today. Welcome back to hour number two of the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Get ready for the most up-to-date sports news and talk with the ESPN 1320 Insiders.
2: Hour number two. We are taking you right up to noon, then we'll hand it over to D'Lo and KC. That was a fun chat about De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, really interesting. No, I, I'd love it. I'd love it to to take a straw poll of NBA players at the All Star game and be like, if you could be here or not here,
3: which would you choose? I would like it to be a like a um top secret, like uh, anonymous one I mean, of those, an yeah, anonymous, yeah. an anonymous poll. Well,
2: they do that, don't they? Already do that, The Athletic and ESPN. They're various. They do the anonymous player poll, and they go, okay, hey, who is the best defender in the league and there'll it be you know x amount of votes for draymond green and x amount of votes for bam out of bio and yeah Kawhi leonard and oh keegan murray had three votes like but it's all anonymous i need when whoever does that i need do you want to go to the
3: all-star game wouldn't it be awesome though if like 23 of the 24 said no yes and then it was like all right who's alone? and it's the <laughs> the guy with a big smile <laughs> like, i love being here it's Like, well, but well we know who it is the rest of you guys are all fine you're all no one's coming back you're all fine
2: right and if if you're if you're like i don't know i can't even think of. It. if you're Anthony simons you're probably like yeah i would love to go to the i'd love to be an all-star yeah because of what that symbolizes for like Anthony simons and where the
3: blazers are at right now oh don't but, get De'Aaron wrong he loves that he was an all-star He just doesn't doesn't, love that he has to go. That's it. To this event. That's it.
2: Yeah. And turn it into the Pro Bowl. Just full blown. Why not? Do you know how bad, how down bad the Pro Bowl is in terms of participants? Well, A, A, the Niners had like nine guys and now none of them are going. Yeah. But B, Gardner Minshew is now in the Pro Bowl. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) No disrespect. I love Gardner Minshew. Minshew Magic is in the Pro Bowl. But but now, now think about that. Like, think about the equivalent of Gardner Minshew. I I genuinely I wish I had thought about this more because I'm sure there's like a really
3: good answer out there. It's like Grand Theft Al Alvarado. That's like <laughs> that's like you're yeah, all can, right. You're fun. Yeah, ho, you're yeah, cool. Ho, yeah, I'm yeah. not putting you out there for 35 minutes, but you're fun. You're cool. Yeah, no, that's a good like Jose Alvarado just
2: being an all star
3: now. Yeah, that's that's the. I'm equivalent. sure he would love to be there. No, he'd be like, <laughs> Hell yeah, this is <laughs> awesome. Yeah, Are you I'll kidding
2: th- me? I'll take that. will take the pub. But uh, yeah, yeah, I I think um. I think you're right. It's the honor, not the honor's great, but not, and maybe that's, maybe that's how he should have worded it. Like love the fact that I've gained this recognition, but I'd rather not go to Indiana for a week.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I also like, I think there's a little bit to like, like Fox gets comfortable, right. With, with people that he's around quite often, you know, mm-hmm. that he actually feels like he knows a little bit. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's part of this where, you know, someone that, has has been around him a little bit, but not a ton. Was asking the question, and mm-hmm. and again, his relationship right now is a little strained still mm-hmm. with uh, media slash whatever, sure, like all the whole world there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna like completely flambe the guy because I get it. I just like for his own sake would be like, hey, hey man, just don't say that out loud. <laughs> you can it's feel like, that way. It's like he maybe word it a little different, but don't don't like. Kid gloves, yeah. Kid gloves. Like, <laughs> you, eh, that doesn't feel good for anybody. And, and it's the same with like Team USA. Like, you have to know that that's part of this. Part of it is like buying in and being part of Team USA. Yeah. So, and I get it. He he's not a big buying in guy to whatever's happening. Mm-hmm. His own team, yes. But outside stuff, he's like, no. Like he likes his private time. Mm-hmm. I get it. Real quick, Jeffy Lou
2: Vasbrite Player of the Game. It was Keegan Murray. Yep. I've got the code word here for you now. Go to ESPN1320.com. The Jiffy Lube Fast Break contest page is right there up front and center. Mm-hmm. You're going to click on that. It is going to you're going to enter to win a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate. And this is the final chance to enter to win the Kings jersey giveaway for January. Okay. So it is February one, but that's the last game of January. So uh, this will be your last chance to enter to win a King's jersey for January. We'll also be giving away one at the end of February, March, and then at the end of the regular season in April. So you're going to go to ESPN1320.com. You're going to click on the Jiffy Loop Fast Break Contest page, and you're going to enter the code word Uncle Keegs. Two words. That's right. Uncle It Keegs. turns out we can use two words, and I'm sure you learned that while I was gone too, uh, but I just learned that yesterday. So Uncle Keegs, the word uncle and then K-E-E-G-S, that is your Jiffy Loop fast break code word player of the game. And for a chance to win a 100 dollars Jiffy Loop gift certificate and a Sacramento Kings jersey, courtesy of our friends at Jiffy Loop.
3: There it is. All right. Um Hey, I want to answer something from uh the oh, da baby daddy out in the <laughs> chat, which I know you love it every time I say that. Uh is he still mad at you, Ham, which he, of course, talking about De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. From what I know, De'Aaron Fox has never going guts. At he was never. Oh. He was never mad at me. Oh, okay. He, he was mad at a situation, not mad at me. Right. We're we're fine. I don't want to
2: make. I don't want to make people mad at you, so that's where we're going to cut that off. Okay. De'Aaron Fox wasn't mad at James. Nope. That's the end of the story. End of story. Um, I would like you to say your take about the trade deadline after last night's game, please.
3: Just make the GD move. Make the damn move. Just do it. Like whatever. This is what I hate. Like, look, the team is like this all season long. It's like they, they're they the biggest yo-yo team of all time. They just mm-hmm. lost four straight. Then they just won four straight. Now they've lost one against a team that lost seven straight. Whatever is happening on the court, Kyle, you as an executive need to know that your team is not good enough for where you want to go. It's mm-hmm. not. It. This team is unstable. It needs something to stabilize it. Sometimes stabilizing something, you got to go outside and bring something new in to change the dynamic of whatever's happening. Mm -hmm. This team, in my opinion, like will not win an NBA championship this year, but I I don't even know like projecting out Mm. like at some point, if the move is there, don't worry about what's happening in the win loss column. Just do the move that you need to do. Rip the band aid off, however painful that's going to be, whatever you got to do. And just if you can make a move and you think it's going to make your team better, then throw in an extra second round pick, do whatever it is you got to take, throw in a a little bit of cash to make the deal work, whatever it is that you need to do to close the deal. Do it because what we're seeing right now is what we're going to see the entire rest of the season. Most likely this team has shown you who they are. They're the team that will win and lose games that you have. You have no idea what you're getting from one night to the next. No. It doesn't mean that they're not eight games over five hundred, that they're not a playoff team or whatever. What the, what it does mean is that this team is not what you thought it was. Mm-hmm. Running it back has not been the ef- the effective move, mm-hmm. and it's time to mix it up.
2: Yeah, and I don't think I don't think that necessarily means, and I don't think this is what you're saying. Just go make a trade to make a trade. But if you think you can get better, if you're like, yeah, you know what this this makes us at worst it's lateral, but if we think it'll make us better. Then go do that. Do it. Even if it's even if it's like I, I don't even have a, a good player in mind, but even if it means trading Kevin Herter. It's been playing really well, but you know what? You don't want to give up Kevin Herter, but you think it's you think it could make you a little better, just do it, man. Because this is not it.
3: Yeah, and I'm not saying make a move to make a move. Right, I'm saying right. make a move because it's not right. What what we're seeing that the team is not functioning properly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like the team is not functioning properly and you need to make a move. Not to make a move. You need to make a move to get better. Yeah. Straight up.
2: Yeah. It's abundantly clear.
3: No, I, I think it's abundantly clear and, and, and frankly and, anyone... and
2: frankly, it has been. Yeah. Like and, and the four game winning streak was kind of okay. And we talked about it yesterday. Like, oh, this is a little interesting now. Can they can they use this? Is this their remember the the Celtics a couple of years ago were hanging around five hundred in January and then went on a tear. The the Lakers last year were sub five hundred at the trade deadline and wound up in the conference finals. So this four game winning streak was like, okay, can you string, can you string six, seven, eight of these games together where it starts to become cohesive and you start to see the vision of what this could look like, uh, in the future where it's better than it's been for the rest. And now it's just kind of like, Oh, that's, that's no,
3: they are who we thought they were. Yeah. That's it. Like, and, and, I'm, I think part of the problem is that when we you see the team start to improve yeah, and it's because all of a sudden Harrison Barnes is a major factor again and all of a sudden Kevin Herter is a major factor again. Mm-hmm. As quickly as they reappeared, they could vanish. Yeah. Because let's be honest, that's what we've seen throughout the last year and a half. Yeah. That's it. Like it, This isn't the first time that – Kevin Herter's first half of the season is not the first time that you've seen him struggle. Yeah. And – Again, Harrison Barnes, like his stretch where he was ineffective and like started to completely vanish from whatever. It's not the first time you've seen it. Like players will like eventually go back to who they are as players, and that's okay. You, you just need to know who you you're dealing with, and and build your team accordingly.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is frankly like last night. I told you I give him a pass for last night. Is day off in Miami? It's fun before so decades. But I, I've been where you're at. And, and we talked about this yesterday. Uh, Jill Adge, she, uh, from, from Twitter in the, in the chatty house, she mentioned this graphic from, from Basketball Index that shows it's a stack called LeBron. It's just kind of an overarching uh, mm-hmm. metric. Um, and the kings, one through, one through four, are right there. They are They
3: are really high level.
2: Really, really good. But then five through nine is a disaster. Mm. It is a mess. And so if you can make a move that gets that five through nine to be, hey, you know what? One through six now, they're awesome. And then seven, eight, nine, maybe nine's not great, but seven and eight are, are not awesome, but better than they were. Like That's the little marginal improvement that we're talking about that gets this team like, okay, now you can see them making a little noise. Yep. But right now you just don't see it. Nope. All right. Um, thank you for that. Demona Sabonis had a triple-double last night. His 13th of the year, the second most in the league. How much do triple-doubles actually matter, though? I have some numbers for you that I find interesting, and I genuinely am presenting them without comment because I don't have a comment, because I don't know what to say, and we're going to work that out together. Okay? Nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. That's nine one six nine zero nine one three two zero. If you would like to join the show, he's James. I'm Kyle. We're sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ASPN 1320. Sacramento Sports Center.
1: You're listening to The Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Matson, sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2, Sacramento Sports Leader. Now, back to The Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Matson, brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320.
2: I have something for you. I'm really excited to share it. Here you go. Ready?
4: Yeah. The
3: baby daddy. The baby daddy. Oh, no. The baby daddy. Yeah. You're yeah. welcome. Great. <laughs> Great, Kyle. Good news for you is the chatty house hasn't heard that yet.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, they, they don't get to hear the music, unfortunately. I need to get some royalty-free music so I can I can loop the chatty house into... Uh, into the
3: end of the rejoins, but here's what we got: the da baby daddy. Yeah. Hmm.
2: I don't well, know when I'm gonna use that, but I'm happy I have it.
3: Well, that's his name in the chat. Like, what am I supposed to? I, I can't call him something else. I don't know his name. His real name? I don't know his real name. That's his chat name.
2: You know what I would do in that situation? I would go like this. I would go, well, that guy.
3: Oh, okay. This guy. This guy. This. I mean, this is Manny. That's we know, Manny. We know who Manny is, right. but also but the serial right. connection is yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to know. Every guest that comes in, he he asks them, what like, cereal? Right, what's, what's their your favorite, favorite cereal?
2: cereal? I'm going to try and get us a couple of guests for Super Bowl week, mm. and I will make sure we'll get their prediction and what cereal they're eating on game day. Oh, uh, okay. Or their go-to cereal. Yep. All right. <laughs> Dubonis <laughs> Sabonis had a triple-double last night for, for the Kings. He yes. Had, um, nope, he did not have 116 points. He had 19 points, 17 rebounds, 13 assists, a steal and a block, it was his 13th triple-double of the year, mm. okay? And the Kings go on to to lose that game 115-106. And I went, Man, I wonder how many times Domas has had a triple-double on a Kings loss this year. Turns out <laughs> it happens almost as often as not. Hmm. Sacramento is now 7-6 and six when Damana Sabonis has a triple-double. That is a 538 winning percentage. When he does not have a triple double, their winning percentage is six oh six. So now I went, okay, that's odd. Is that normal? And it turns out it kinda like it's not, it's not of the other high volume triple double guys in the league right now, Luka Doncic and and Nikola Jokic. Mm -hmm. The Mavs are five and four when Luka has one. That's a five fifty five winning percentage, five fifty two winning percentage when he doesn't. So it's roughly the same. The Nuggets are nine and five when Jokic has a triple double a 6.43 winning percentage. When he doesn't, their winning percentage is 7.06. Mm. So of those three, their teams are the same or better when they don't have a triple-double. And I don't know why. I, I I Genuinely, I can't figure out why this is because it's not like with the Kings specifically. It's not like Domas averages six a night and then every once in a while blows up for 20 yeah. and he can point to, hey, you know what? When he scores a lot, they're just not as good... No, his his triple doubles are usually right in his eighteen to to twenty point range. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned this before the show. When you're getting a triple double, that means you're dishing out assists. I mean, shots for your teammates are falling. Yeah. So I can't I I can't put my finger on on why this is, and it bugs me because to me we celebrate a triple double like man, what an accomplishment, what an individual accomplishment, and it is. It's a really hard thing to do. But how much does it affect actually winning?
3: And it I, appears not much. I don't know if it's... Okay, so... It's it's difficult to look at these things, right? Because you, you almost have to look at each individual game. And why did you have a triple-double? Why did you not, right? So, for me, Sabonis has a streak of 29 straight double-doubles. Mm-hmm. And he's got... I think he's got 42 double-doubles on the season out of the Kings' 48 games. So, mm-hmm. like, he's getting a double-double every single night. Sure. And almost every single one of those double doubles, there's a couple in there, but almost every single one of them is a points and rebound double double. Mm-hmm. That's who he is. He's bringing that mm-hmm. every single night. The nights that other guys hit their shots is when he gets a triple double. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to say like the reason why, like that it, it that there is a it, it feels more coincidental right than it does like cause and effect
2: right. But when it's down to three guys, where that's the case. Yeah, that's where it's strange to me. I but don't go feel, on about
3: Domas. I, I I've never once felt like he hunted a triple double ever. Mm-mm. No, no. So, but I mean, you'd also have to look at how many. Maybe there is something to this, right? So maybe if we looked at how many games Domana Sabonis scored twenty three or more, and see what the Kings' record is in that, where you could say, "Hey, look, Domas, like the triple double. Like we appreciate the fact that you're setting up your teammates." And we appreciate the fact that you're one of the league league leaders in assists at like over eight per game, hmm. but we're a better team when you score 26. So I need you to cut out three of those assists and go to the rim yourself or shoot the ball yourself. So maybe that's something where we could dismantle this this stat and, and look at, into, but outside of that, I think... His triple doubles are a byproduct of the game itself, just how the flow of the game is going, and so I, I, I don't know. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that their Sabonis's triple doubles are the reason why, you know, X, Y, and Z happens. I, I just think that, yeah, does he need to figure out um, how to be more impactful as an offensive player, as a as a scorer? Mm-hmm. Is it the path to the Kings winning him scoring more? That might be the case.
2: Okay. I've got this
3: for you. Okay,
2: he has scored twenty four plus points in twelve games this year. They're ten and two.
3: Yep. So don't pass the ball.
2: Pass the ball less. <laughs> no, and I think there's, but I think there's something to that. Like, let's go yeah. back to that Phoenix game where they smoked that late lead. And one of the things we talked about was like, man, I, and I came on and I was like, if Demonis Sabonis is going to be that dude, he needs to demand the ball. Mm-hmm. the other team is on a run, he needs to get his ass in the post and demand the ball and go score the basketball. Instead of, okay, I got the ball at the elbow, let me dribble out to the three-point line, dribble handoff, screen, okay, now I'm back. Like, nah, man, demand the ball, screw the offense at that point. And I, I think that's kind of, as as we talk this out, I think that's more where I'm landing, is not not all the time. I don't want Domas to go be 28 a night, 30 a night. That's not what I'm asking. Because a, I don't, I don't think that makes the Kings better. But, but what, what I'm, what I am asking is in those games where we talk about them letting go of the rope. Yep. Or in those games where, um, it's it's close down the stretch and it's like, oh, is De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk can they bail him out? Like, no man, get it. Just go, go get in the post and go, go to work. Like he's crafty enough around the basket. It's not like he just he's bull in a china shop and just the the ball goes in like he's crafty he works his way to the rim and he finds he finds space a little bit undersized and he goes in and he, he's able to to he's got good touch off the glass he's just a re, he's he's a talented scorer down in the restricted area i think that's something that particularly in close games i think they need to go to that more often rather than just hey domas go run the offense and get some assists and maybe that's maybe that is where it lands i don't have empirical data for that but 10 and 10 and two when he scores more than 23 points is I think pretty good evidence.
3: I think I just like real quick, they're 10 and six when he has 10 assists or more, they're actually 12 and six when he has nine assists or more. And someone at Weezy brings up in the, in the chat um, triple doubles has nothing to do with anything. The King shot 10 of 42 from three. You're not going to win many games if you shoot like that, but And, and he also, and also don't take the ball to the hoop. Well, they shot 10 of 42 and he had 13 assists. So he did find a way to hit teammates that were scoring at the rim Mm -hmm. and not just three point shots. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how many of his assists came on threes, but they only hit 10 and I doubt that all 10 were on his assists. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be like a, an area of shots where he set up a teammate for an easy bucket. Yeah. At the rim, or or at the you know whatever, wherever the shot went. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I don't know, we can we can try to like break these numbers down even more. But I think the fact that he's going out there and being impactful in every single game that he plays, I'm not going to take away because he he hits some statistical milestone in a game.
2: Yeah. No. No. I that's and that's not like I said. This is not a Domas thing. Yeah. This is not. This is not the Kings are seven and six when he has a triple double and you know every other team wins all the time when their guys has a triple double it's not yeah it's just the fact that we 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 you, we as fans and analysts or, or whatever use that as like this benchmark like you got set to, to Russell Westbrook and James Harden had all these triple doubles and all that and Nikola Jokic triple double and it like this year with those three guys who are high volume triple double guys it doesn't translate to winning as much as I thought it would yeah. And that's, I don't know, it's kind of strange. Yeah, it's intriguing. Yeah, anyways, all right. That's it. That's all I got on that. That's all you got. Yeah, I, ju- I dude, I, I genuinely, like, I'm I, i I'm not a totally, because like you said, it's there's, confounding. Just, there's, just, there's so much, there, yeah. and there's so much that goes into it. I'm sure each individual game had something a little different. Like last night, De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk go for a combined, like, 19 points or whatever. Like, that's just not gonna do it, it yeah. on, on any night, but I don't know. All right. Uh, final segment coming up. It'll be the handoff. I believe D'Lo will be in today. Uh, He'll be talking with us. Is there a concern with Malik Monk? Uh, Keegan Murray's big boy pants. And uh, let's look at the good, bad, and the ugly from the Kings' loss to the Heat last night. We'll do that next on ESPN 1320.
1: You're listening to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube. On ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2. Sacramento sports leader.
4: Now, back to the insiders
1: with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320.
2: All right, real quick, before we, before we get into good, bad, and ugly from the Kings loss to the Heat last night, I would like to take a quick second and wish my dad, Mike Madsen, a very happy birthday. Oh, how nice of you. Yeah. I was going to text him this morning, but I was like, you know what, I think it's better if I just do this on the radio. Mm. So happy birthday, Dad. Happy birthday! Um, and I might—I don't—I don't know if we have plans later. I don't know. I'm bad at birthdays, but uh, yeah. Shout out, Dad! Thanks for listening. Thanks for all the support. Uh, I hope you have a a terrific day doing nothing. There you go. Or doing whatever. Go to the driving range. Go golf. Do something. I don't know. All right. Love you, Dad. All right. Um, good, bad, and ugly. Kings lost to the Heat last night. Uh, we got to dive in, and let's start with what you saw that was good from, from Sacramento's loss.
3: Um, well, this is always difficult, especially when I can't find it on my sheet of paper. Um, Keegan <laughs> can be a star, and I, I think that that's something that we keep coming back to this season, but now we're starting to see him accomplish these feats on a more regular basis. He had a bad game last time out. He shows up in this game, and they need to figure this one out they need to figure out how to make him a star and how to allow him to become that and he needs to be a focal point when he is playing like that it's not every night but there are certain nights where Kevin Herter gets hot or uh, De'Aaron Fox gets hot or Harrison Barnes scores 39 points Mm -hmm. you need to recognize when Keegan Murray's doing it and you need to feed him and you need to let him be part of what's happening
2: I I couldn't agree more with you when he has 21 in the first half, he needs more than, uh, let's see, how many shots did he have in the second half? Where'd my, where'd my notes go? See? He had 8 of 11. He was 8 of 11. I need to just print this out. I'm trying to save paper by going double-sided, <laughs> and it really hoses me. He, 8 of 11 in the first half, 5 of 7 from 3, had 21 points. Second half, he goes 4 of 7 from the field, 2 of 4 from beyond the arc, 12 points. Yeah. And you mentioned those two threes were at the end of the game when it was out of hand. Yeah. I, that just That can't happen.
3: I could and, see like and, him the forcefulness of it like when he was shooting it late you could see he was pissed like why am why is it now why yeah, did well, this happen an hour but, ago
2: okay and and right but the onus is is on him I agree go go get the damn ball yes. and go play if look if Harrison Barnes can go back his ass into the block and and go iso in the post Keegan Murray can do it yeah i i just I, I would i would i would love to see that and this is not be this is not some the frustration here is that like keegan is better than i i think he's he he not better than he plays but like better than the opportunity he gets and it's not a coincidence that hey when he goes high volume he puts in puts up 21 in the first half yeah when he has 21 and a half he should be like i said it earlier Deuce Mason on on post game last night said dude he should have 40. Mm-hmm. And I could I could not agree more. I would love to see that attitude shift with him. And I think when you see that, I think you'll see a little bit of a shift with with the Kings as well. We talk about trade deadline; they got to make a move. A one move is Keegan Murray getting out and and being more assertive.
3: Push him out there. Yep. Yeah. You, ha, you yep. Ha,
2: he, It has to happen.
3: Um, outside of that, on the good, bad, and the ugly. Uh, part of the good, Kevin is back. Yeah, he's uh, back. Yeah, I really, I do think he is. Like, what we're seeing from him is is um, he's rounding in shape. He looks like the basketball player that he looked like last season when he was very impactful mm-hmm. for the Sacramento Kings. And so that's something that uh, that the Kings need. They need this guy to to step up and to be there all the time, not just for spurts here and there, but also he's doing everything. Mm-hmm. He's not just, you know, just shooting the ball. At this point, he he's showing that... He can do, he, he can pass, he can rebound, he can get some blocks, he can mm-hmm. get some steals. Like his engagement level is why, way higher than it was before.
2: Mm-hmm. And when when it's not, like two for six is not, you're not taking two for six every night. That's 33%. That's not very good. Yeah. But when it's Kevin Herter, when two go down, defenses change what they're doing. And he was a non-factor offensively mm-hmm. uh, for, for the last couple of months up until recently. And if he's going to be even a little bit of a factor offensively, that didn't we talked about 12, 13, 14 points. That's t- t- tremendously impactful for the Kings.
3: Yeah, I agree. All right. Um, all right. Also, we have uh, Domas shakes off a bad start. Uh, yeah. he, he wasn't good early in the game. He I was really worried. Like three or four bunnies early. Yeah. He
2: was like, oh, for five to start the game.
3: Yeah. It's not good. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, no, no. There he is. Yeah. There's a guy that's dominated so many games this season. Yeah. All right, let's get to the bad. Um, it, it realistically, it looked like De'Aaron Fox wasn't ready to play.
2: Weird, really, really weird. Yeah, I, I'm not it's, sure. And I don't, I don't know what this is because last year it was night in and night out. It's like De'Aaron Fox is going to be there, and so are the Kings. Like De'Aaron Fox is going to try and bust your ass and be the best player on the court. And I think that's still there because you see it when they play the Suns and Devin Booker or, you know, pick the star. It's like De'Aaron Fox wants to show up. But there's too many nights this year where we come in and it's, man, that was an uncharacteristic De'Aaron Fox performance. And I don't know, I don't, I don't know him. So I don't know what's going on, but it's a, it's a hmm, disconcerting trend of him just not, not, playing well
3: yeah i mean i think everyone is allowed lulls in the season you know the highs and lows especially when a player comes out and was playing so well early on yeah so you're always gonna have these highs and lows right but it can't be so dramatic and you have to understand like who you are to this team Mm -hmm. you're the guy who you're the straw that stirs the drink like Mm -hmm. you're the guy who has to get everything going and if you're not if you're not getting the ball like after a made basket, if you're not waiting right there and running the ball up the court, mm-hmm. it's noticeable. Mm-hmm. you know? like I, I um you know, watching, you know, there there are players who who stand out, right? Mm-hmm. The problem is when you stand out, you don't just stand out when you're doing good. You stand out when you're not doing good, no doubt. and And that's a problem. And so, like, I hope that he he's able to figure out, you know, again, getting through the the ups and downs of the season, but he's kind of been erratic over the last, like, maybe 3 or 4 weeks. Mm-hmm. And he's had some really good games but also some games like this where you're like, okay, look man, you you can't get to 27 a game by by scoring 43 and scoring 16. That that's that's not how like on mm-hmm. back-to-back nights. Like that's the team needs you to to be more consistent with this and mm-hmm. I thought early in the season he was incredibly consistent and, and was waiting for his teammates to come along with him.
2: And you know, maybe that's what this is. Is maybe it's maybe he's at the point where he's like, Yeah, hit me, hit me up in April. Yeah. Like I'll be there. Like he did, did his thing at the beginning, at the, in the, in the first part of the year. And now it's like you said, it's just a lull. And then come playoff time, the switch will flip. I, I would buy that. Okay. Just given, given what we know about him as a player. But it is, like I said, it is a little bit disconcerting that it, it feels like six, seven, eight times this year, it's just look like, And eh, didn't, is this where he wants to be right now?
3: Yeah, I mean, thirteen points in a game—that's not what the Kings needed nah, at all. Uh, they needed the guy who, like, had to put back jam when he was a rookie and won yeah. a game. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, lost to
2: a lost to a team that had <laughs> that had lost seven in a row.
3: Yeah, I I I struggle with this though because I don't think they're a bad team. I think that they're a team that went through a tough stretch, and that tough stretch was going to end whether it was against Sacramento or it was yeah. against Washington. The next game, they were going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, sometimes that happens and it is Miami and we can, you know, we've mentioned all that comes along with the South beach flu and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, sometimes you you're going to lose a game and you just wish that, that they would have been able to get over the hump there because that, again, it would have put you at 10 games over 500. Mm-hmm. It would have given you a five game win streak. Mm-hmm. It would have put you at four and oh, on a seven game trip and given, you know, given you the win on, on the road trip. It, it actually does mean something. And so hopefully this isn't like a, another step back where we start to see them stack losses. Mm-hmm. It's just a one-off. Yeah. Uh, what about Harrison Barnes? Um. Yeah, he went back to being, well, you know what? He didn't go back to being Harrison Barnes. Like, I think that's what I, I wrote, right? Harrison Barnes looks like the other Harrison Barnes. Yeah. But that's not the case. Harrison Barnes goes 0 for 6 from 3, and he took 13 shots. That's the Harrison Barnes you need. You just need to hit him. You need him to hit two or three of those threes. If he hits three threes, you win the game. Yeah. You know, like the game is different if he hits a couple of those shots. So for me, I think that that's one of the the issues that you're trying to get a guy who has been shut off for a good portion of the season and you're trying to ramp him back up. And sometimes he's going to go through a bunch of games where he's really good, but then he's going to get exhausted by that because that's not who he's been this season. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see some some drop off games. So what he can't do is go back to the guy who shot two two uh, field goal attempts like five games yeah. ago.
2: Yeah, we've wanted Harrison Barnes to be more active, mm-hmm. which is which is I mean at this point at this point I would like to see the consistency of that activity. The four for thirteen and the zero for six. I'm not worried about that being a thing long term. He's just he's too good of a shooter to have that yes. to have that stay up. So it's it's definitely bad to to shoot it like that. But it's also Silver lining to me is that 13 field goal attempts and those six three point attempts.
3: And eight, five rebounds. Yeah. Like let's be honest. Five rebounds is a big deal. Yep. Um definitely. Okay. Let's get to the ugly. Yep. Uh Malik Monk is a bit of a mess. And and the second unit can't live without Malik Monk. So not only did Malik Monk have a game where, you know, he had three turnovers and zero assists and only six points, but also with the impact that that had on the second unit was devastating for this team. They got outscored what was it 47 to 16 by he the bench? He was a
2: he was a Malik Monk by himself, not to cut you off. Yeah. The Kings lost last night by math 9. Kevin Herter, minus minus 1, Keegan Murray plus 4, Demona Sabonis was a zero, uh De'Aaron Fox minus 4, Harrison Barnes plus 1, Malik Monk minus 16. Mm.
3: Your bench got killed, smoked, smoked 47 to 18. And in a nine point game, 47 to 18. Damn, that is tough. That's really bad. Yeah, it's bad.
2: Yeah. And the it's, it's, I saw the chatty. I was talking about this earlier too. Like with, with Malik, the six points, the 0 of four from three, the three of eight from the field, that's going to happen. Sometimes he's a little bit of an up and down player like that in terms of, in terms of being a scorer, but it's the zeros across the board. No rebounds, no assists, no steals, no blocks. Yeah. He was just floating. And I think that's why you see him play 14 minutes.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think part of this might be that Kevin Herter's backed playing how Kevin Herter was. And all of a sudden he's getting more minutes and Harrison Barnes is playing much better. And you can't go steal a bunch of minutes for the shooting guard position at the small forward right now mm-hmm. because Harrison Barnes is playing better. Right. So maybe it is like a numbers crunch thing. But and and look, the other thing they're doing is they're they've been giving uh, Davion Mitchell. I mean, he only played twelve minutes in this this game, but like I think he had twenty two minutes a couple of games ago. Mm-hmm. Like we're, those minutes come from somebody, just like shots come from somebody. Those minutes yep. can't come from somebody, and a lot of time it feels like they're coming from uh, Mister Mister Monk at this point. Yep. Outside, what else you got? Uh, outside of that, uh, the bad um, they ignored Keegan. Uh, he was having a great night. and We talked about this. He needs to be more vocal, but they also need to realize what's happening and not allow that to happen. And then the last thing is like, nothing should be off the table at this point. Like if you can improve this team, Fox, Sabonis, Murray, they should be off the table. But as we inch towards the February 8th uh, trade deadline, like it's game on now. Like this team has shown you who they are. We've seen enough, like go ahead and whatever it is that you got to do, make your move.
2: Yeah, you're a week out from the trade deadline. That's yeah. That's kind of the the short of it. E- even if you don't, <laughs> you're running out of time. Yeah. I I frankly I I like I said I've been here with they need to make a move for a month now. Oh yeah yeah yeah. It's just been it's just been okay. They got to Christmas and then the the week and the two weeks. It's just this is the team and it's not that they're bad. And if you came down and and you you came from the future. And you said, hey, the Kings actually stood pat at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. They made a Kessler-Edwards type move. They traded a future second for some rando on, on a bench who wasn't playing, and now he's going to be here with the game. Okay. They mostly stood pat at the trade deadline. And then they went into the playoffs, and they took uh, the Clippers to seven games in the second round. Like, I would believe that. I would buy that. Okay. But it would mean, hey, okay, first round they got a good matchup. And maybe De'Aaron was just the best player on the court, and they went and won that series. And then they they had a huge Kevin Herter night against the Clippers, and they it would be like so many not it would miraculous be situational. things,
3: situational. So yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so many, that's what it would so be. Somebody like off off
2: schedule things would have to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For it, for that to for that to be a thing.
3: No, I, I totally think it would be like if you were to advance and have all of that. Positivity. It would be a situational mm-hmm. uh, reason why that happened. It was a team you're playing, or an injury, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it would not be because you're the best team out there, and you're expected to win the first round. You're expected to compete in the second round, or even that's win it. the second yeah, round. Right. I don't think that that's where I would be at with this team.
2: Would they be? Let me here. Let's let's do this as we get ready to bring in uh, Damian Barling for the for the handoff. Um, who would their 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 current <laughs> their current playoff matchup as the seating falls today would be the Nuggets mm. in the first round yeah bye. in that case in that case yeah I'd be I'd be pretty shocked if you told me they won in the first round
3: now they've played well against the Rockets but the Rockets are the a team Nuggets oh uh, the the Nuggets that's yeah. what I mean they played played well against the Nuggets but like look I would not expect them to advance at all
2: here let's run through this with Damian Barling for the handoff uh, D'Lo and Casey coming up here at noon D'Lo what's going on that jacket is out of control. That is so fire.
5: Thank it? you. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure.
2: He's no, also is
5: a little blurry. I'm Blurry? A little blurry. Yeah. Oh. So I don't know.
2: It's having a hard time adjusting to the color of your jacket, I think. It that could be. be. It could very well be that. <laughs> <Put your> hand <laughs> close
3: and then pull it back.
2: That's, a, that's the Damien trick. No?
3: No. That didn't help either. Oh,
2: dang. All right. Um, you're just blurry today. Damien's blurry today. Sorry. No, but tap in because the jacket still looks fire even with, uh, with the blur. Yeah. So tap in on YouTube.com slash ESPN1320 and Twitch.tv. Slash ESPN thirteen twenty. All right, I was gonna I was gonna do this with with James, but I'm gonna do this with you, mm-hmm. um, because we're talking about the the Kings need to make some kind of move because as it sits right now, they're just they are not title contenders. And what I want to do is because I know you're of the mind that that was not the goal this year, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So you don't mind that? Well,
5: well, well, sure. Like it could be the goal it can absolutely be the goal. But behind the scenes like is it a real is this a realistic expectation? Sure. I'm of the belief it, it it shouldn't have been.
2: Okay. So what I want to do is I want to run through potential playoff matchups and would the Kings be favored in this playoff matchup?
5: Oh. Oh, okay. Phoenix. No. Mm, I, don't like, think, not, I don't think uh, they'd let me
2: be and let me let me define favored. I don't mean in Vegas. I mean just going in. I think like they can the, I think they can
5: beat Phoenix if that's vibes. what you're at. Yeah, I think they could I I, yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate a matchup with Phoenix. I wouldn't I wouldn't hate a matchup with Phoenix. There might be a small caveat to that, but I is wouldn't hate a matchup with Phoenix.
2: It's definitely if if there is the small caveat that they're all healthy.
5: No, it's like I just don't know what bench this Kings team has anymore. Like yeah. that's I think where you could absolutely murder Phoenix. Yeah. Is your depth, mm-hmm. and yeah. I don't. I feel like the depth of this team, especially with Malik struggling, is is not there right now. No,
2: he's just he's too vital to struggle like this. Yeah, at the Kings bench, and and
5: then and then we saw last enough. night if Malik is struggling and De'Aaron's off, it's yeah. night
2: night, dude. And that's it. But okay, but I think that's the case. I don't know if that's a a Kings roster construction thing or just a fact of the NBA. If your very best player and then the person I believe to be your most important player combined for 19 points mm-hmm. or 18 points or however many it was, like, you're just not probably going to win that game. Yeah, There's very few teams that are surviving that kind of
3: game. No, I, I totally agree. I, I would say to get back to Phoenix, that to me is a coin flip series. Like it's a, yeah. it's a six that. or a seven game series, and I, I, I'm i not sure who wins, but I think it's a coin flip. They have the experience. You have the better bench or you have the better depth,
5: and you're a more well-rounded team.
2: What about Denver? That would be their matchup if, if, if the season ended today.
5: Yeah, I think they match up very well with Denver. The Ooh. problem is, and this I think is a an interesting conversation to have about teams in the playoffs, is you're playing the same team over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So is Sacramento really, really good against Denver on a night in February? Right. Absolutely. But will they be really good against Denver on April seventh, ninth, eleventh, fourteenth? <laughs> like I'm not sure. Right. Like that's that's kind of that's kind of feel that's kind of where I feel like that that might favor Denver. I'll, I'll go no. I don't. But I I don't hate that matchup. But I'll I'll, I'll go no. I would say they lose in six. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think they can too. compete. I think yeah. they could compete yeah. with Denver.
2: Yeah. Uh, what about the Clippers?
3: Nope. No.
2: The Clippers are. Mm-hmm. I was real quick. Wrong on the James Harden thing.
5: Yeah, so was I. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I, I mean. He has been really good. <laughs> but it, 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 it's worked out. Um, you know, R- 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 Russ has done a fantastic job. You know, poor Bones Highland, who was playing really, really well, is just like gone. gone. Doesn't exist anymore. And, you know, this team, though, ultimately won't be. This doesn't matter. They're the hottest team in the league right now. It doesn't matter. That's not what this team is going to be judged on. Yep. But yep. I hate, I hate, I hate, hate, hate. This matchup for Sacramento first yeah. round,
2: if the season ended today, would be Clippers Suns.
5: Oh, oh,
3: <laughs> <Damn>. yeah. That's <laughs> see. Yeah, that's, for me, that's you're going to lose that series in five. Or you're going to lose that series in six. I, they're I mean, you're not yeah. going to be able to compete. He- heavily I have a lead. I don't think so. Yeah, uh, I
5: don't think so.
2: The Thunder and the Timberwolves are the other two teams atop the Western Conference right now.
5: I, I mean, obviously the Thunder. I'm good with the Thunder matchup. Yeah, um, they've,
2: they've killed them.
5: I I don't I I. I I think I'd pick the Kings in that series. Yeah, I think. To be I mean, honest, I,
2: I'm I'm interested to see what their next matchup looks like. Yeah. Um, in in Oklahoma City because mm-hmm. the Kings have gotten them twice early in the year at home. Yeah. So I'm really interested to see how that game goes in OKC. I think they finish this road trip with it.
5: Is no, it this or next one. No, it's got to be the next one because I, I think they yeah. finish in Cleveland, don't they?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, it's Indiana, Cleveland.
5: Yeah. Indiana, uh, yeah, Indiana, Chicago, Chicago Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, the yeah. Midwest. Yeah, okay.
3: Well, that and that Chicago Chicago team could blow up at any time. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that that could get interesting. Or they could right beat the there. Kings by 25. That's but true. Let's not think about that. Let's not think about
2: that. What just happened <laughs> right there, that 12 seconds of radio, is exactly what the Kings are this year. Yeah. They're like, we're those like facts. Yeah, I think they could beat the Thunder in a playoff series. Yep. Might lose to Chicago by 25. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Hundred <laughs> percent.
5: That's where we're Absolutely. at. Absolutely. Like, cool, like that's, I, what, I agree. that's what was maddening about last night's game. We were all concerned about last night's game, but I think we were all concerned about the way Miami was going to play. Yeah, I Miami was fine. Like they were fine. I didn't feel like they were great last night. No, they were still so beatable. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was. It it, it, was it almost, or, the game was there for the. Kids. I didn't expect to be frustrated by the game. Yeah, because I was like, I, I get it. Like, it's, like the, the Eric has never lost this many games in a row, and then I'm watching it like. <laughs> it's right there yeah it's it is. right there yeah and josh richardson is beating you yeah he killed like it's one thing for jimmy to get you but josh richardson got you yeah he got that was you. tough that was frustrating he had some He's, tough shots he man. he single-handedly
3: outscored the king's bench it was like 26 to 18 like Ooh. he crushed them
2: it's 24 but yeah
3: 24 24 he to 18 them. Yeah. They and i mean the king's bench 47 to 18 you just can't have that
2: man ouch man that was tough what about the teams behind like I feel like the teams behind the the Kings might scare me more than the teams in front of them cuz you got the Pelicans. Yeah. You have Yo, the Mavericks. No, the nah, Mavericks. I know the Mavericks, yeah. I know the Mavericks aren't good but dude, you got to deal with Luka in the playoffs seven times.
5: Yeah. No, that's true. I'm, uh, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm more concerned about dealing with Kyrie seven times. Yeah. Than yeah. I am Luka Doncic. No, yeah. I salute. Luka's phenomenal. Yeah. But I feel like the Kings can handle Luka Doncic. Kyrie I've I've watched the Kings as recently as what last year, Kyrie just Kyrie
2: Kyrie's impossible. Kyrie
5: beat the Kings in a game the Mavericks didn't even want to win. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Kyrie impossible. beats the
5: Kings and the Mavericks are like, dude, sit, we're done, we don't want this. <laughs> sit down. Kyrie's impossible
3: because you can play perfect defense on him and it
2: won't yeah, matter. It's incredible. But early still, in the season,
3: Luca and Kyrie both went off and the Kings mm-hmm. beat them.
2: That's a good point. Yeah. All right. Very good. That was fun. Uh, D'Lo and Casey are coming up next right here on ESPN 1320 Sacramento Sports Center.
4: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.